question. You always ask them what type of guy I they ask like. Them what's their type in a guy? And then through that, I recommend a drama based on the male lead and if they meet those characteristics. So, oh, I don't like pretty boys. I'm not going to recommend airs. On today's episode of K-Drama Support Group, Dr. Shri got a chance to chat with our friend and mod, Carol Makwe from the K-Dramatics Club on Instagram and Clubhouse. Her passion for K-Dramas, Korean dramas, has opened up a whole new world for her, leading her to meet new friends, explore different cultures, and even visit many new places. But being a global citizen is not new to Carol, as her journey of being a K-Drama watcher and fan began all the way in her home country of Ghana. Join us today as we hear her story. Okay. Hi, Carol. How are you today? Well, how are you? I'm doing very well. I'm so glad to get a chance to chat with you today. So tell me about who you are. Like, where do you come from? Like, where do you live? Who, who is Carol? Wow. A uh, loaded question right off the go. Um... I'm Carol Markway, and uh, originally from Ghana. I live in Vancouver, Canada now, and I moved here in 2007 for school, and I've just created or created my life here now. Um, yeah, I'm uh, by day training and development manager for a security company, and when I'm not working, like you, watching K-dramas and pursuing other interests. So, yeah, that's you. Me. Very cool. And so, like, wow, like, you're, like, Miss International. Like, you live, like, you're from Ghana, lived in Canada, watching Korean dramas. How's your Korean? It is much better over the years. Um, I still, I'm still learning. I'm just in classes to write. I know how to read. Wait, say again, you know how to read? I know how to read now. I know how to read now. Like, I, I've been through the members at the K-Dramatics Club. I have uh, met a couple of teachers, and I take a few classes here and there with them. So it's been good. Wonderful. Yeah. So tell me, how did you end up leading or being one of the administrators of the K-Dramatics Club? Like, it's this hot happening club on Clubhouse, on Instagram. You guys are doing all of the things, like mostly black ladies. I'm like, look at these ladies just like owning their addiction to K-dramas. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> own it, I, own it. <laughs> I think I joined the team last year in January. And I think they had just started unofficially in December, the year prior. So 2020, December. And Wait, I'm sorry, you're cutting out a bit there. Could you just repeat what you said? You okay. just say what you were, how, how you joined. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Um, I joined the team in January of 2021, and the club had started somewhere December 2020. It wasn't an official club at the beginning. It was more so I'm a clubhouse. I started talking about K-dramas, dialysis. We pulled in Anu and Kay, and then they just, it just kept growing until officially they made it a club and it's been history since. 
it's very exciting to work with the ladies. Um, now, you know, now that we're outside, it's no longer the pandemic. We're working with different schedules and life outside and all of that. But I do find that every day, the conversations about K-dramas are still happening, even if it's just within the admin and there are eight of us, as you know. So yeah, that's a little bit about how I got into K-dramatics club. And I want it to be bigger. I would love it to be bigger. So I've been working on that. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. I mean, I think you have like 15,000 followers at this point. So like, there's like a lot of people. And I saw you featured in Teen Vogue. I was like, <laughs> I was like, look at Teen Vogue. Like, oh yeah, you know, the K pop collective. Because there's a lot of people, black, another organization or like club also led largely by black women in the K pop collective. Black girls are like unabashedly fans of K pop. And Teen Vogue's like, and shout out to their sister group. I know. The K Dramatics Club. I was like, yes. I know, yes. Uh, Anu was or is the owner of the K pop kickback. And she she's also an admin with the K Dramatics Club. So it was just perfect, perfect synergy. So tell me, how did you end up? watching Korean dramas? Because I feel like a lot of people will be like, you watch what? Like, who? How, how, what was your first drama? Ooh. Um, I just blanked out on that. I remember one of my earliest ones was uh, Daejang Boom, so Jewel of the Palace. So mm. that aired in like 2004. Oh, wait, so you know the name in Korean and in English. I, I was like, wait a minute, what's she doing there? I see you, I see you, boo. <laughs> okay, Jewel of the Palace. So this, <laughs> while I still lived in Ghana, we had a, a new television station, and it was managed, or rather, it came from the Philippines, a TV was a Filipino sort of corporation. And when they came into Ghana, they came with Korean dramas, Filipino dramas, uh, Spanish. And so they were my main source. And like as a kid, I was, I was already watching Japanese dramas and Chinese dramas on national TV. And so when TV3 came, it was just another added layer which mm -hmm. I really enjoyed, and I just continued. And then we got the internet, the dial-up internet at home. <laughs> and I remember um, skipping school because I wanted to use the internet to load up drama episodes. And it was just this thing I would do as soon as my dad left. Um, my siblings would go to school, and then I'd hang back and I'd load up the episodes on YouTube and on Crunchyroll back in the day. And while it's loading, because, you know, internet speed was so bad, I would fry up some fries, sweet potato fries. And when I was done, I'd come sit down and then just watch episode after episode. Um, and then I'd go to school and tell people about, give them spoilers about what's to come. And the episodes ahead. So I was watching like a week 
or two weeks ahead of everyone else. And that was my that was my side hustle. I used to sell episodes. I love that. So yeah, it was it was an exciting time and I just got tired of waiting for subtitles and that's where I started learning the language so that I could watch with subtitles and it's it's just been an ongoing thing for me. Yeah, here I am today. Wow. And so like how many dramas have you watched? Ooh. I would say if I started in my first one was in 97. So, and then from 2007, I was watching everything that was happening live. So I was watching possibly eight dramas a week. Yeah. Okay. I'd say I'd watch over, over 2,000. Over what? Over 2,000. Yeah, that sounds about right. So wait, so what year did you start watching them again? 97. 2007 or 97? 97. That was my first drama on national TV. Then, 2000, it ended, and then in 2002, that's when TV3 came, we started like giving us shows. So, so who started giving us shows? TV3, this national station I talked about um, and then when we got dial-up internet in like 2004 2005 at home then it just that was that was it huh so this is so fascinating to me Carol because like not only were you you're like not even an old head drama watcher you're like the oldest head of k-drama watchers that I personally know because I feel like a lot of people have been watching them since the 2000s, you know, but you're like, oh, no, no, no. I was in a different century, guys. <laughs> I was in the melodrama, Makjang era of that's my stepbrother and tears and amnesia. Like, that's when, you know, the groundwork was being laid for the amnesia trope. So, yeah. I feel like okay. Interesting, because it's interesting, especially because you're not Korean, right? You're not, you don't have Korean ancestry. You're not, you know, from Korea specifically. And so it all, it's so fascinating to me because when I think about global media, uh, I, I, as an American, right, I live in the United States, and I think about, oh, yeah, Hollywood, you know, maybe Bollywood. By Nigerian, I'm like, but don't forget Nollywood, right? Don't forget Nollywood. But it's like, oh, people, I feel like people in, in Africa were like already living these very global lives in terms of the media that they were consuming. And it was not even just like a Hollywood centrism. Like people have been, I talk to people and they're like, well, we'll talk about, oh yeah, I used to watch Madi Mad. I'm like, you still watch a Mexican telenovela in, in Africa? I didn't even know about that. I only knew later on after the day because I had Mexican friends who talked about it, you know? That, that, you know what, you're absolutely right. I find that that has really shaped what I think of when I'm talking and moving through the world with people from different backgrounds, because you already exposed as a kid. I remember running from Sunday school to go watch a Chinese drama right after service. 
oh. and so you're already exposed to Chinese language and culture and, and now you're searching for food and then it was a Japanese drama and we had Spanish dramas and my mom grew up on Bollywood shows and and the Chinese and the Spanish and we had the American, the bold and beautiful and um, passions and stuff like that. But okay. it wasn't as gripping, I find, uh -huh. for me as the other stuff. So the Korean, the Spanish, the Filipino, Bollywood, Nollywood. Yeah. Now I'm doing a little bad. So I'm like, you got, yes, you guys have like K dramas, like Jewel in the Palace, and we gave you Bold and the Beautiful. That's what we gave you as Americans. I'm like, that is not <laughs> top level American series, you know? <laughs> I know. I know. It's great house times. And um, yeah, it was, yeah. No, uh, it wasn't my thing. It wasn't my thing. Okay. So if you were to meet somebody who's like, hey, I'm, I'm new to K-dramas, like, what do you recommend that I watch? What would you tell them? I always ask them what they love to watch on their uh -huh. American TV uh -huh. and uh -huh. their Western media and then what genre. And then I give recommendations. I'm always biased because Coffee Prince is my baby. And at the time that I watched Coffee Prince, I know Dr. G, like, no, 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 look at you. I'm like, Coffee Prince. I'm just kidding. No shade to Gong Yu, because Gong Yu is amazing, and all of the actors in Coffee Prince were, were great. They're great. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. I think <laughs> so much because at the time, it was such a significant period in my life. And I was just identifying with Enchan's character, Hangyo's character. Like they were going through identity, they were going through finding their place and things. And so that's why it speaks to me so much. Um, but I always recommend. Uh, so there's Coffee Prince, there's Goblin, there is Snowstorm. I like, I oh, vanity, but I always ask them, like, what's their type in a guy? And then I go, oh, you're saying you always ask them what type of guy I they like? Them, what's their type in a guy? And then through that, I recommend a drama based on the male lead and if they meet those characteristics. So, Oh, I don't like pretty boys. I'm not gonna recommend Heirs or um, King Eternal Monarch. <laughs> or um, what's the other one? Anything with um, Kim Soo Hyun. I don't tend to recommend those. If they if they want a pretty boy, then I'll give them that. Because really the draw is people are in love with characters that are written by female women and they are attracted to the men who are written by female women and so they see their ideal type and if i want them to get addicted as much as i am then i give them their ideal type here's jisung he has done he has done um protect the boss like he's a guy but he's cute 
and he's funny and yeah that's that's what i do i pet him okay so who would you recommend for me i love a dirty boy that's what i i, I call him like guys who are like just not, not into the whole respectability politics thing like Guys who are like clean cut, they're cute, but I like a guy who looks a little rough. Like, I've lived, I've seen some things. <laughs> okay. Um, Sochi Sub is a good one. Sochi Sub and, um, let me get his name. He was just in, he was just in our blues. Have you seen our blues yet? I did see our blues, yeah. Mm -hmm. First episode, the gentleman who his, um, his daughter was a golf player and was. Oh, that guy? That's the one you would choose for me? Dr. Chi? Have you seen his past dramas? Like, you should watch this one with Kim Suna. It's called City Hall, I believe. Okay. Type it. Make a note. City. Um, is there anything you'd like to share about like your love for K dramas? Um, as a reminder for everyone, K dramas are a form of escape, and they're fun, and not to take it too seriously. And it does not represent what is happening in Korea. So I'm seeing a lot of people really um, romanticize. The, the Korean culture and lifestyle and wanting to travel and live there because of Korean dramas. I'm just hoping people do well from that thing and just enjoy the product and what it has to offer. And yes, you can love it, but you don't have to fetish, fetish that word. Fetish Fetishize that. it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of K-Drama Support Group. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our show. Stay tuned.